Ephesians chapter 4. And let's read from verse 7. By grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Therefore he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. In saying he ascended, what does it mean but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He who descended is also he who ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. And he gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of service and for the building up of the body of Christ until we all come into unity of the faith, or another word there is maturity, and of the knowledge of the Son of God into a complete man to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. So we may no longer be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men, by craftiness with the deceitful, deceitful scheming, but speaking the truth in love, we may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ himself, from whom the whole body is joined together and connected by every joint ligament as every part effectively does its work and grows, building itself up in love. Therefore this I say and testify in the Lord that from now on you walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their minds, having their understanding darkened, excluded from the life of God through the ignorance that is within them due to the hardness of their hearts. Being callous, they have given themselves over to sensuality for the practice of every kind of impurity with greediness. But you do not learn this about Christ in this manner. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off the former way of life and the old nature, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new nature, which was created according to God in righteousness and true holiness. That's lots to read, but it's good to read. I want to talk today about maturity in Christ. I just want to know that, you know, I charge about three to five dollars a session for this one, so you're getting this for free. So feel special. Bank details will send to you later for all contributions. No, seriously. Actually do charge that for this. Um, but I'm going to give it to you free because this is going to change your life. And we're going to use chalk. And then I want the big chalks. I know, that's what I want. The bigger the better. That's a broken one, but that's all right. We'll start with that. All right. I want to talk about maturity in Christ. We just read that whole passage, and it says that God appoints people into the offices of apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, evangelist, not so they can go and do all the work, but it's actually so that they can what? We just read it. Why? It's in the bit after it. Yeah? But for what purpose? For the equipping of the saints. Why? For the work of the service. It's in the Bible. You've got to understand when you read the Bible, you either believe what it says or you don't. Yeah, I think it takes a theologian to misunderstand the Bible. Because we get it and we go, well, it doesn't actually mean that. It means this. The Bible means what it says. And it says what it means. Right? So people appoint leadership positions essentially 
Why? For the equipping of the saints. Who are the saints? Okay, there's one in here. Who are the saints? Right? You know the song, Oh, when the saints go marching in. If you're footy following, you won't hear that much this year. But what's the song about? It's about us marching into heaven, isn't it? Yeah? Okay, turn to the person next to you and say, I'm really good looking. That's the biggest reaction I've had in the last 10 minutes. <laughs> now turn to the person on the other side and saying, I'm actually listening. It just doesn't look like it. All right. He gave some to the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the service and for what? So this is why you need to have your Bible with you because otherwise you don't know what it says. All right? And for the building up of the body of Christ until what? We all come into unity of the faith. In other words, or we all come into maturity. I want to talk about the maturity bit because, you see, there's one thing that that comes into the church that twists our maturity and pushes away and gets us all mixed up. And that's this thing here. That says feelings for those who can't read it. I tried to find enough um, whiteboard markers and I couldn't find them, so we didn't talk. Feelings. Feelings. We all have feelings, right? Now the problem is in the church is we either live by our feelings or we totally ignore them. Now because we're of that sort of charismatic, Pentecostal, word of faith, whatever other label you want to put onto us at the moment, new heaven, blah, 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 we have a lot of feelings and emotion in what we do, right? The problem is that we then start to live by our feelings. And when you live by your feelings, life goes like this. It falls over. It literally does. All right? It goes up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down, because your feelings are determined by what? By your circumstances. If I told you that you're all a bunch of stinking dogs... How does that make you feel? <laughs> For those online who didn't hear that, Simon said, I'm used to that as a doctor supporter. <laughs> <laughs> but if I say that, you all go, like some of you will be shocked, some of you will be like offended, some of you identify with it. <laughs> because that's your self, that's your self-worth. Right? But if I tell you that, you know what? You are the best people in the world. I love hanging around with you. How does that make you feel? Some feel loved. Some feel appreciated. I said that to one guy once and he says, what do you want? <laughs> in fact, his words were, don't smoke, don't blow smoke up my... And I was being genuine. All right? So feelings are very subjective. Maturity 
is actually learning to identify why you feel when something happens. And being able to control the feeling. Alright? Because the other side of feelings, not the other side, okay, this is, I'm doing it kids' way, is a thing called truth. Alright? What is truth? Now, I'm listening to this guy at the moment, um, doing some personal development stuff and listening to them, and, and he says, all these things about truth being relative and your truth is different to everyone else's truth and, you know, and that brings up a whole lot of feelings within me. But it's actually been really good for me because as I listen to him, because he's got some good stuff to say, but I don't agree with everything he says. Now, you have a choice in that situation, don't you? You can go, I don't like what he says there. It offends me and so I'm turning you off. And sometimes you need to do that. But I have to examine my feelings. Why does this guy offend me? Why does he, him saying some of the statements he says, why do they bring up a reaction within me? Why do they bring up these feelings? It's because they challenge my truth. But is my truth the truth? Is your truth the same as the Bible's truth? Or is it just a feeling reaction? Because it challenges you in an area you don't like being challenged in. You see, when you live by Bible truth, that's your walk. Alright? Because truth is constant. Truth doesn't change. Alright? This does not change. It's constant. What it says is true, and what is true is what it says. Make sense? Feelings go everywhere. Truth walks the thing. There's a third aspect, which I'm going to throw in the middle of all that. Which is faith. Now, how does faith travel? How do you think faith goes? Faith goes like this. Hope it goes right. Oh, I need a bigger board. It's not as up and down as feelings, but it's not as straight as truth. This is where I need a bigger board. Can we get another one? <laughs> Just talk among yourselves for a minute while we're here. Because I want to use the same colours. I want you to, to get this across. All right? So I want you to understand this. And if it's challenging your, hold on, what are you talking about? Faith is not like that. It goes like this. Give me a chance to explain. Just sit on your feelings. All right? Examine why you feel that way. Examine why the feeling challenges you. All right? See, when it comes to feelings, let me just talk about feelings for a minute while they're getting the board. See, the thing about feelings is, is if someone says something to you that brings a reaction, you need to think, why does it bring the reaction? 
Because you see, it's not the other person that has made you react. It is your perception of what they've said or done that makes you react. Does that make sense? It's your worldview, your history, the events in your life, the accumulation of who you are that makes you react with those feelings and brings that reaction out in you. And see, maturity is being able to stop the feeling taking control of your life and examining, why do I feel like this? Why is this bringing this reaction up within me? What is behind it? Thank you. Here's one we prayed earlier. All right. No comments about my drawings. All right. You don't want to hurt my feelings. <laughs> what was that, Simon? I walk in maturity to the bigger than your problem. Because deep down I know more than anything else, Simon, that you're a Docker supporter. and <laughs> Therefore you know what it is to have hurt feelings. <laughs> that is you. I've intentionally drawn you with rather fat sort of big bits everywhere because I need to work on the inside of you. All right? This is this is your body. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry if I offended your feelings by drawing your body that way. That's your problem, not mine. <laughs> okay. This is your body. All right. It is determined. It is satisfied. It reacts according to your feelings. Okay? On the inside of you, I can do it if you want. As I was sitting there contemplating this, I thought, what if I can get a nice big streak? <laughs> See if that can get some reaction. All right. On the inside of you, in the same color as faith, is what? Your soul. Your soul. What is your soul made up of? Primarily, it's your mind, all right, and your emotions. All right? Okay, really, work with me, guys. Work with me. Normally I can use a PowerPoint and, you know, have it all nicely done. All right. So inside of you is your soul. That's the you. All right? When you die, 
Guess what happens to your body? Sorry? It turns to dust. It doesn't, your body doesn't go to heaven. You get a new body. No, he didn't. Because the devil came to fight over it. All right? All right? It's your soul that goes to heaven. That's the real you. What you have around you is just a shell. You know, it's like when you get an egg. All right? Do you eat the shell? Is the shell really important? No. The shell is just there to hold together what's inside it, right? It's just the wrapper. So if you get an egg... shell, do you? You don't want to eat the shell. It's not important, is it? It's just there to hold the good bits together, right? Yeah? All those bits in there that you really want. <laughs> I worked at McDonald's. For three days. <laughs> That's what I learnt. <laughs> Doing some manager training with him. I learned not to eat there for one thing. Let's not go there. But one thing I learned was I worked with them on their breakfast shift. I learned how to crack an egg with one hand. <laughs> Moving on. But it's what's inside the egg that counts. You're the same. Your shell is just your shell. When your time here on earth is over, you lose your shell and you get a new one in heaven, all right? But your insides, your soul, doesn't disappear. That's the real you. That's where all the emotions link in. That's where all your feelings link in. This is where your faith links in. Because what you really believe is down here. And what you battle is here. So, you know, if you do the whole, you know, the color, we use purple because we're doing a demon. <laughs> you know, one shoulder you have, <laughs> one shoulder you have the little demon. <laughs> On the other side, you know, you have the angel. You guys really need to use your imaginations more. I feel you're starting to hurt my feelings. <laughs> All right, so you got an angel. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The whole thing, you know. You've seen the, you know, the Goofy cartoons and stuff. Goofy's walking along, and he's got, or Donald Duck, and you know, he's got the, the angel on one corner and the, 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 the demon on the other, and they're both whispering. You know, that's what it's like. They're the thoughts that go in your head. Right? The, de- the demon sits there and puts thoughts in of. Negative thoughts and thoughts that pull you down and so on. And they all react to this because the devil knows your points. And if he doesn't know them, he just keep throwing things until something gets in there. All right? On the other hand, you've got all of heaven going, no, this is who you really are. Does that make sense? Are we flying okay so far? All right? So that's your battleground up here. 
What you really believe is down here. Because this is what you believe with your heart, not with your head. Because your head will change all the time. Yep. Mrs. Kinney, you're not helping. What, why when I do my manager training, I don't have any of my family there? <laughs> All right. Devil. Angel. There you go. Does that help? All right. So faith goes up and down according to the battle in your head, which then affects your feelings and emotions and how your body reacts, all right? Now, you see, your soul, before you were saved, was influenced by what you could touch, smell, taste, all those sorts of things, all right? And they affected your thoughts. But then you learned something. Truth. You learnt God's word. Whether it was someone just telling you, whatever it is. Because you see, you must have faith. If you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that he is your Lord and Saviour, you have to have faith. You can't do that without faith. All right? So you must have a measure of faith somewhere in you. You have this truth within you somewhere. Does that make sense? All right? So now you have a real battle going on because right inside you is your spirit. And your spirit is now in connection with Holy Spirit. And it says that the spirit would lead you where? Into all truth. So if your spirit is connected to Holy Spirit, and they become one, you have within you all truth. But now there's a battle going on because your flesh on the outside is going, that doesn't feel right to me. That upsets me. I don't like what that says. But inside, and so it's going like this, all over the place. But on the inside of you is your spirit going, this is the truth. This is the truth. And in between the two is what? Your soul, the real you. Being torn one way, being torn the other way. Going this way, this way, this way, this way. Ah! So how do you overcome this way, this way, this way, this way? If you're feeling this way, this way, this way, this way, you're actually living by this. You're not living by this. If there is turmoil, then it's based around here. Because truth doesn't have turmoil, truth is constant. Faith is learning to live by truth, not by feelings. Which is a journey. That's why we go up and down with our faith. 
right? Because it's never a straight-up journey, is it? You know, I mean, I, in the area of healing, I move, can move really pretty strongly, you know, because I've built my faith around that, I've put the word in, and so on. But you know what, if I don't keep putting it in, you know what happens? It goes back down again. Because faith doesn't come by what I've heard, it comes by hearing. And hearing the word of God. And if I don't keep putting the word of God in, then my faith goes down. Or circumstances come and my feelings start to get affected and pressure and stress comes in and I start to speak the wrong things and my faith goes down because faith comes by hearing and that works in the positive as well as in the negative. If I walk around going, you know what, every winter I catch the flu. Every winter I'm just as sick as a dog. You know what's going to happen? My body's going to respond to that faith. And when it comes around, what's going to happen? I'm going to catch the flu. And then I go, you know what? I told you it was going to happen. Where's God in all this? Because I'm going by my feelings, not by truth. Now, see, maturity is going... Why do I feel this way? Because, you know, we can be dancing and singing. I mean, a few minutes ago, you know, we're in the presence of God and, you know, high as kites and doing whatever. And now I've started talking, you're going, oh, I'm bored. Why doesn't just hurry up? God, we something to eat. That could be where you're at. You know, you're online and they've switched off because, you know, we're sick of pretty chalkboard drawings that are wonderfully artistically you know, that could be an art gallery, I know. For children somewhere. <laughs> you know, and they've, they've left the, the internet now and they've gone off and they're making themselves a cup of coffee and having morning tea and, you know, watching the Commonwealth Games or something. Because that's by feelings. But see, what you have to do is you have to challenge feelings when they rise up within you. And this is where maturity is. This is what I want us to get. That when a feeling rises up within you, you have to challenge the feeling. Why do I feel down? If you're feeling up, that's fantastic. Go with it. But if you're feeling down or you're feeling challenged or you're feeling offended or you're feeling like, uh, you need to look at why am I feeling this? Because you see, what the world teaches us to do is, especially now, is if you're offended, it's someone else's fault. If I am upset, then you are responsible for making me feel upset. It's all somebody else's fault. And that is actually just immaturity. Maturity is, I feel upset. Why do I feel upset? What is that triggering off inside of me? Hmm, let me think. And this is where truth comes in and you can allow Holy Spirit to rise up and bring revelation. She says, you don't need somebody to teach you. The Holy Spirit will give you revelation. And so you can say, Holy Spirit, why is this upsetting me so much? Why do I just feel like flying off the handle here? See, maturity is choosing not to, but to hold on to it. I'm not saying deny your feelings. Understand me. 
I'm saying is take apart your feelings and look at why. Why do I feel upset? Why is this offending me? Why is this depressing me? Why is this pulling me down? See, society says just go with your feeling. It's valid. But why is it valid? And when you take apart the feeling and you allow Holy Spirit to bring revelation, he will show you why you feel like that. Why has this person offended me? Why have they upset me? Why does this situation push me this way? And when you get revelation, then you can deal with truth. And the truth sets you free, the Bible says. So that you no longer have to feel that way in that situation. But you can deal with why. Why is this upsetting me? Why is this hurting me? Why is this depressing me? This is why. Hmm. I think I need some healing in that area. And so you can step into the heavenlies and say, you know what? Father, help me healing this area. That was a thing called metagoging. You know, she draws a little circle in the middle, not the person. Writes in there what the situation is, and then all the thoughts associated with that. And as you do that, it's quite a helpful process. As you do that, Holy Spirit starts to reveal things that you've forgotten. And you start to go, oh, that's why I feel like that. That's why, because this happened, and that's happened, and that's happened, and it creates within you this reaction. And then you start to get healing over those areas and release. And see, it's not dependent on anybody else. It's not required by anyone else, because it's your feelings. Nobody else gave you those feelings. They just gave you the situation in which you reacted with those feelings. I remember walking in, in the bank too many years ago and um, one of the guys was messing around and, you know, pretended he was doing a hold-up. He jumped out, you know, bang, bang, bang. And most people laughed because it was actually part of an ongoing joke and so on. But one of the girls absolutely freaked out. I was like, whoa. You know, it, was a, it was a reaction well over and above the situation. And so I went, stop, you know, and had, when had a word with her, she was the one who had been in the hold-up. So for her, the situation was not a joke. The situation brought up a whole lot of the past where there was a lot of pain, a lot of hurt, a lot of trauma. And so her reaction, her feelings, her emotions were well above what, was, what most people would consider normal. And so for her, it was going through a healing process and unpacking that and bringing that to the surface. You see, you have a choice with things that have happened in your life. You can either push them down so much that you never feel anything. You can have them floating there all the time so you react to every situation, whether it's to fly off the handle or go into depression or whatever it is. Or you can unpack them and throw them out of your life. Maturity is to unpack them 
Examine them. Get healing on them and get them out of your life. So that the feelings you have are no longer extremes. You're always going to have feelings. You're always going to have reactions because we're made to do that. It's not a bad thing to have feelings. It's just not good to have feelings that pull you into depression or into anger or into reactions that aren't positive and building people up. You see, because we're becoming family. We're talking about releasing into hubs. People coming into your homes and you ministering with them and governing together. Governing together. And as you do that, you've got to walk together in unity. The thing is, when you walk together in unity, that means there's other people involved. And when other people are involved, they bring up feelings and reactions. And they do things that cause us to react, don't they? Okay, just me. All right. I find when I'm around other people, they bring out reactions within me. And they're not always good. Sometimes they bring out bad reactions. And the closer I get to people, the more reactions they bring out. Because the more you're around them, the more they push buttons, whether they know it or not. You know, I remember working in banking, talking about that, you know. I always thought it would be the perfect job if there were no customers. But you know what I found since then, because that was my, sort of my first full-time work, is every job I've ever done would be an absolutely perfect job if there were no people involved. Because the moment you add people in, you add mess. You know, what does the Bible say? Something about, I don't know what the quote is exactly, but it says, you know, stable is perfectly clean. Swept wonderfully, no cobwebs, everything's wonderfully clean, there's no mess anywhere when there's no animals inside them. But it says the moment you add in the animals, it's a mess. There's poop everywhere. There's food spilled on the floor. But see, the point of the barn is what? To take care of the animals, to house the animals. And the point of life and the point of being part of the body of Christ is that we do life not separately, but we do it together. The point of life is for us to go out into the world and to govern and to share Jesus with people and to interact and have relationship with people, to build friendships and to share the love of God with them. But the problem in doing that is people push your buttons and they create feelings. And sometimes those feelings hurt or depress us or pull us down. The key to walking in the love of Christ is to be able to stop and say, why does this person push my button? Or why do I feel afraid in this situation? Why am I too scared to speak out? Why do I feel depressed around this person? Is it them or is it what the reaction it brings within me? And to examine your feelings. You see, we're supposed to be above, not beneath. And as long as you live by feelings, you're going to get pulled down every time. You'll have highs, you'll have lows. But what we need to do is start walking in truth. And truth says, no weapon formed against me will prosper. 
no matter what the devil throws against me, I can handle it because he that's in me is greater than he that's in the world. But the problem for too many Christians is that they live by their feelings. They're going, well, it just doesn't feel right here. You ever seen that? You walk in places, you ever walked in places with people and they go, oh, we need to get out of here, there's too many demons. Oh, this is, this is just, oh, this is not a good place. This is like... I remember I've been there once, been like that. I just want to slap some people now when they say that. Because it's like, hold on, who won? Now, I'm not saying be stupid about where you go. But he that is in you is greater than he that's in the world. If there's demons there, cast them out. That's what you're supposed to do. Not go by your feelings and be intimidated by your feelings. But walk in truth. You see, when you choose truth over feelings, faith rises. And if you're going, I just don't have faith for this, check your feelings. Check your word input. Are you putting in truth or are you putting in what you feel? So you're allowed to challenge your feelings. You're actually not allowed to challenge the person that gave you the feelings until you've challenged your feelings. Because you'll always react otherwise. Does that make sense? See, we've got to start living from the inside out, not the outside in. You know, your body will scream at you. This is what I want. This is what I want. This is what I want. And your spirit will just walk the truth. And the battlefield's going to be right up here in your head. You know how you beat the battle in your head? You just speak truth. And you challenge the feeling. Don't Suppress the feeling. There's a difference. You suppress the feeling, you just push, no, I can't think that. No, 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 I'm going to push it away. And what happens? You get all anxious. let, Let me explain something just very quickly before I finish. But fear and anxiety, I want you to think about a bad event in the past. Just think about something bad that's happened in your past, something that wasn't a good time for you. Just take, close your eyes for a minute, think about something that in your past that wasn't a good time. Don't dwell there too long. Now think about something that good that happened in your past. A time that was happy, that, you know, a time where you think that was fantastic. I really loved that moment. That's a great memory. All right. Now open your eyes. Let me ask you when you thought about the bad event, did you feel sad or afraid? You know, challenge afraid. I would think you could feel sad. You can feel down. But I don't know if you can be afraid of something that's happened in the past. When you had the good feeling, did you feel expectant or happy? You'd have to feel happy because you can't feel expectant about something in the past. Yeah? 
But if you think about the future, you don't feel happy or sad about the future. We feel either afraid or expectant. See, understanding yourself is a good thing, right? In the past, you feel happy or sad, usually, about events. In the future, you feel fear and anxiety or expectation. Does that make sense? So if you're afraid of something, when someone does something to you and that causes you to react, usually you react out of fear. So you need to examine, why am I afraid of that? What am I actually afraid of? And when you understand what you're afraid of, then you can add truth. Does that make sense? And when you add truth, faith rises. And you can deal with the feeling. this going in or is it just too much of you want your coffee there? <laughs> coffee time? All right. I want to encourage you. When you have a feeling, don't suppress it. Don't react to it. Examine it. If you react and go walk away, go, why did I react like that? What am I afraid of? What is in my past that's pulling me down? What is in there that's messing with you? Because you've got to find truth. And I think too often as Christians we're afraid of truth because of the feelings that go around it. And that's why we don't have faith. That's why we don't step into what God has for us. I want to encourage you to examine the feeling. You don't have to pull 50 people in and do that. You just examine the feeling. Why do I feel like this? And to challenge the feeling. Is the feeling valid? And then apply truth. And you'll find anxiety starts to lift. Fear starts to lift because you're applying truth in that situation. It's a battlefield. Because the battlefield is in the mind. But as you apply truth, as you challenge the feeling and deal with the hurt, faith rises. And you step into what God has for you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word that is truth. Father, we thank you that as we grow together, that does bring challenges into our life. Lord, that sometimes we do rub each other the wrong way. Pray, help us to understand why. To understand, that, to get healing for the hurts that are within us. To challenge the feelings and walk in your truth. That faith will arise, that we become who you made us to be. We want to bless you and honor you in Jesus' name.